0: threw a Godzilla binge and had just finished the excellent Godzilla vs. Destroyer. I was speaking to some colleagues about it. They didn't understand. Aren't all those films the same? How can you watch so many? Well, Destroyer is a surprisingly emotional film. It takes a lot of the plot beats the original Godzilla. It's a riff on the wider structure, but it's a different beast. But yes, these films are remarkably similar. That's why they're a genre. We have tropes of expectations. We have the codes that make a kaiju film. That's how we rank them. That's what we judge them by here. But to say it's all the same is to say every piece of music is the same that uses the same key. Think of kaiju cinema like a scale. Yes, the notes are always the same, but how you play them over some myriad opportunities. And occasionally you in a blue note or change key completely and really make things interesting. If kaiju films are understood musically, Gamera is a cover version or a tribute band. Maybe that's not quite right. Gamera is that pub act that played covers and now wants to do new material. They are sure they are fresh and interesting, but the audience just wants to play the hits but they're finding their sound, give them time. The first Gamera film is adorably that. It is just, what if we made a Godzilla? It ends definitively, but you've got to have a sequel. So we have Baragon, that's Barugon, Not to be confused with the Godzilla series kaiju, Baragon, especially not to be confused with the director who made the 90s Gamera trilogy, Shusuke Kaneko, who'd go on to make a Godzilla movie, Godzilla, Mothra, King, Ghidorah, John Mosses, or Attack, known to fans as GMK, and he put Baragon in his Godzilla movie as I guess a troll. Wonderful. Versus Barugon is um, not a good movie. We have Gamera in color with a ridiculous premise for making this a direct sequel. And we have a franchise trying to carve out an identity outside of just being an endearing ripoff. This film makes some decisions. A lot of them seem to be just recycling kaiju tropes playing the familiar notes in an expected order. A direct transposition of the scale as opposed to a fun improvisation. We have a dam attack because it's a kaiju movie. We have gamma made to look more evil, intimidating. We have Osaka Castle from Godzilla Raids again, but also from Osaka, I guess. Uh, we have a second monster we have a boat sinking. We have a city attack. We have the air force. We have a bit in space. We have a boardroom discussion. We have a final act of military prep scene. These are all things that the Godzilla franchise specifically shoved into one Gamera film. The Godzilla films also at this stage started to include sub-narratives. The one here in Gamera is like a mix between Mothra and King Ghidorah with an exoticised, i.e. a racist depiction, island locale and some kind of gangster plot that doesn't really make sense. Again, it's just a collection of tropes. Gamera is also famously for kids, but this one isn't aimed at kids. It's a mess. So what is Gamera? Well, at this stage we don't really know. Um, He likes fire, apparently and he sits most of the movie out. Uh, he terrorizes the city, but maybe we'll save the day. It's a film of a big identity crisis. A rush sequel that had that pernicious combination of more money, but less time. The result, an overreaching mess. Let's move on to Gaos. then. Well, it's another vague continuation. And interestingly to me, and this may confuse you, you will find people on the internet who say that Versus Geos is the last good Gamera movie before the nineties. These people are wrong, but it is good to understand these first three Gameras through the lens of what Gamera would be in the 90s, because these two films, and I guess the first one, are not like the next few Showa Gameras, though hints of the legacy are in chaos. The rest of Showa series go high camp. They are ludicrous and are for kids, but are also incredibly violent, which is strange. Um, this has parts of the campness and weirdness of a song at the end in a kid's plotline where he names the creature for the sake of it. and There's a whole plot about spinning a monster to defeat it. This links back to the fun of the first film, and we like that. But then this film is oddly serious. Gamera is a threat when he's in it. Again, he's hardly in it. Gamera isn't in many Gamera films, apparently. And the film is pretty straight-laced and tries to include some human consequences and thematic heft and doesn't pull it off. When Gamera returns in the 90s, it returns with sincerity and brings back chaos but it does it very well. The first reboot is my favorite Gamera film. It captures the charm of the shower while also makes good what these first three couldn't. It is impactful, spectacle-driven kaiju film that does what you want and has an identity. So maybe Barugon, Barugon, and Gaos walked so this trilogy could run. Alas, if Barugon is Mothra and Gittera, but Gamera, Gaos is a reminder that hey, Rodan was popular. If you haven't seen Rodan, I can imagine bits and Gaos really working. If you have pale limitations. There's an attempt at class commentary with de- developmentalism, steamrolling through communities just doing their own thing, and attempted allegiance with a working class perspective. If you think Rodan doesn't pull that off, well, this is way worse. Nothing is offensive per se, it just is almost entirely absent. It goes nowhere. But that's these two Gamers for you. A franchise finding its giant monster footing and still trying to be Godzilla, but there's a whole lot to talk about. Let's get to the show
1: so as a little housekeeping i i've officially raised my uh initial take on Gamera one um i've decided <laughs> it is a seven out of ten it's not a middling or even an average kaiju i i'm so endeared to it and i think about it all the time so i've raised my stakes
0: it is a wonderful movie um and I think, uh, you kept saying, Calvin, that you've been like, I'm so excited for more Gamera's to come. And I was like, I know what the next two are like, and they're bad. Um, I and feel these like they make me like the first one more.
1: I might have had special experiences I can outline here that, that might have made even the badness of them at least interesting or um, okay. familially involving.
0: <laughs> the Gamera family. The Gamera um,
1: family, that is, yes.
0: I'm, I'm interested about that. Should we start with um chronology? Should we start with Barugon? Yeah. Um and then talk about gales Um should we talk about it as a film and then we'll go into some some nice stuff around um the experience? Um, yeah of
1: course. I I mean I don't even really know. Sucks. It it yeah, that that's it, it sucks.
0: It sucks. Which is again, I I, I know the catchphrase. The problem is it sucks. It's the Godzilla race again issue. Um yeah, like you I mean, say,
1: it's misunderstanding the point to it's trying to raise the stakes of maturity in a movie where mm. that's not ever the, the reason. Um, nobody's there for that.
0: I, I think there was this presumption that as Godzilla was getting sillier at this time, which it, it ostensibly was, I think they were this thing being like Gamera could be the serious kaiju film, and Gamera <laughs> is so inherently goofy, and everything around it is so stupid, and the talent behind it, bless them, it's the same guy most of the time, and it's just like you're not set out for this. Your monsters not set out for this. Your budget's not set out for this, and this is just ridiculous. Um, even with color, that, though.
1: even with that turn just more seriousness in the human plotting, they still have this guy, um, Gamma, of course, shot to space and uh, like floating back to space as a space turtle. Like it doesn't tonally <laughs> match anymore the the themes and and the seriousness uh, of the plot. It, nothing matches, the- and it is racist
0: yeah we'll get to that but the one because i remember watching this the first time and loved the first gamera, excited to watch this and the first five minutes i was like beautiful love it because it's gamma one ends with gamma being shot into space and this opens with it hits an asteroid <laughs> and therefore Gamera, because he can fly in space just flies back and terrorizes the planet a bit more and I'm like brilliant wonderful i was in for that speaking. moment yeah yeah that is just great i'm like ah which is again the morality of gamma confuses me because yes. is evil here <laughs>
1: He changes, apparently.
0: Yeah, he just gets bored. I think he's just, like, weirdly amoral. Um, So at this point, he is just evil. There are no real children in this. So it's not like in the first one where he kills adults, but will save their kin. Are Um, there
1: any children in it? I don't remember. It's been two weeks.
0: No plot-centric children. Because this decides to go for, like, a kind of, like, I don't want to say Yakuza film inflected. There's
1: that gangster element you mentioned
0: yeah like to begin with like we cut to some humans and it doesn't explain why it's going on and just like what film am i suddenly watching so it becomes like a japanese yakuza noir for a second you're like okay this is kind of interesting generally with impressionistic lighting and everything so it's like going like japanese new wave you're like, okay um, this is strange nothing really makes sense and then they want to go get some gem because some war and you're like wait what and then someone's like want to get the bones of my friend back and you're like i thought that was a spike lee movie
1: and yeah then- I, I don't know what either of those things are doing in a in a gamer movie specifically i mean they do play in later into the big fight but hardly
0: it's one of those things is like they make it make sense but it never yeah. had to make sense and the whole time you are waiting for gamma to appear so we'll get to the, the horrendous bits they go to and get suspicious every time this happens they go to an island, and any time in any kaiju film they go to an island, I'm just like, it's going to be racist.
1: They'll have troubles and, with exoticism, and um, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, you've got a lot of uh, makeup, brown face. Um, you've just got this whole like idea of like this weird like white savior thing. You've got this like exoticized, fetishized woman that is kind of like specifically not um, brown faced, and she is like therefore more civilized because of that, which is obviously horrendous and she speaks Japanese and therefore is superior because of that and they've got someone on the island that they look up to because he's Japanese and it's just like (laughs) Jesus Christ if you've got Godzilla had issues which it does this is just like how about we times all of those by 10.
1: This is very distinctly problematic maybe with Godzilla you need to look into it Um, I don't I I feel like it's pretty on the face of it I mean it's Mm. you, you identify yeah that's racist you look at it and you identify that right away
0: I want to talk about this next bit. And far be it for me to pick apart plot holes in a Gamera film. I mean, we're not <laughs> yeah, the cinema right. scenes cinema sins of kaiju films here. But this is a ridiculous setup, right? These three people want to go into a cave to get a gem. Um, because why not? Uh, and they've said something about getting their friends ashes or whatever. Who knows what's really going on? So they go in too, And we find out at the end, right, that this one guy had a plan, which was he was going to dispatch his two mates... And return just with the gem so this whole time they are his only two witnesses and he has a gun so rather than just killing them he waits for a scorpion to kill one of them and then later (laughs) takes the credit for it yeah and then he just makes a cave and destroy the other one and jeopardize him like (laughs) dude just shoot them both. I mean, I'm sorry to just promote murder. But yeah. like the way that he just, like, so labyrinthian is just like, I'm a Machiavellian, this is my plan, the scorpion, ha ha ha, the caving. You're like, just just take the gem and run, dude. I don't, I, I don't understand.
1: And um, I don't have much on the plot. It, I mean, it's kind of a nothing plot to me. I, like you say, we're not cinema sins, but um, if the background <laughs> doesn't connect with the action, I don't really care
0: how does my notes it's more it's like they set up an adventure film part noir gangster film and they condense it into half an hour in a way that doesn't make sense the rest of them like well I've just watch an entire like plot arc of movie <laughs> with no real characters and confusion and this isn't the kaiju film yet and what is going on and then they're like oh it turns out the gem was an egg
1: it's like they had, there there's another film they wanted to make and, and it somehow got combined into this camera
0: I think we see this in a lot of kaiju films and it goes back to what I was getting at in in the introduction. There is that fear of being like making them different that they'll get seen as being just like one of those. They just feel the need to insert all these weird plots in them and the Godzilla films get ridiculous with this at points. There's one of the films, I think it's Ghidorah, where there's like someone trying to assassinate a, a... a princess throughout the entire movie and there's like freaking kaijus and dragons going around he's like no i'm still going to assassinate one person I'm like you are dedicated to your job i appreciate that <laughs> this did not need to be in the film i don't know what's going on <laughs> they love these just tertiary narratives that like just grab your attention i guess and very rarely do they work if yeah. ever we'll get some maybe some that do but very very rarely unless they are tied into like in the first Godzilla where you can map the arcs of the characters to the monster here's just like here are some characters.
1: That seems rarer than not so far. Uh, just going through what we've gone through, um, that that these themes actually and motifs actually connect to what's going on with the monsters. That seems pretty rare. Um,
0: so then we becomes a kaiju movie for no real reason. So the the gem <laughs> breaks out because of X rays or infrared. We're wary of that, and becomes our uh, kaiju Baragon. What do yeah. you think of Baragon?
1: So here's the part where Ezra joined me. Thankfully, she <laughs> skipped all of the bland yakuza plotting, the the uh, yakuza adjacent plotting, and the racism. And she joined me uh, right when the movie actually matters, which is where Baragon mm-hmm. is fighting with the Gamera there. And uh, she was a uh, she was squarely on Baragon's side the whole fight. Uh, the moment she saw it mm-hmm. emit the rainbows from the back. She held my hand and said, Dad, I I just love big monsters, which really, I think this is what our podcast is trying to foster anyway. Um, So uh, after that, um, she was uh, cheering for him. She was jumping up and down by the end of the fight on the couch. (laughs) Um, She really wanted the rainbow to do something more effective than whatever rainbows do. Um, Rainbows just look nice, technically, but Mm. um, she really wanted that rainbow to, to damage that turtle. I could feel it uh, coming from her that she she really wanted misery for the turtle. I thought uh, Gamera... I think another reason this is a failure is Gamera should be her friend. Gamera should be the friend of the children, but it gives her no reason not to root for Gamera over this uh, rainbow creature, which is a lot more kid-friendly in design, I think, and uh, a lot more charming in their fight.
0: Yeah, it looks like a Barney the Dinosaur kind of, like, puppety thing. It just looks ridiculous. Then it's got this weird, like, tongue punch that it can do. (laughs) I I get the kiddie appeal, but the reason I don't like Baragon as a creature is because it just seems like it's being made up on the spot. Yeah, Like, just walking around, and then it's got a rainbow attack. You're like, okay, cool, I guess it could do that. Why not? (laughs) And <laughs> um, then it can tongue punch. You're like, all right, I can tongue punch now. And they're like, oh, the tongue punch emits a freezing way You're like, okay, fine. And, and then it freezes the entirety of Gamora and Asaka Castle for a bit. And you know it's a bad kaiju movie because they don't even destroy Asaka Castle; they just leave it. And like, great.
1: Right. Uh, but but afterwards, she started asking for more monster movies. We watched a Jurassic Park, and she sat uh, jaw agape. And I realized that she's in on these when they are child friendly. Unfortunately. I didn't get the next one with her, which I think she would have liked. I think she would have liked chaos. I think yeah. she would have liked uh, Gamera, finally. Yeah, um, although she like hasn't forgiven him so much, um, she hasn't forgiven Gamera. She's she's very angry, and she said yeah, she doesn't like he turtles he's anymore. Mean in this
0: movie, he is, he's really mean in this film in yeah. ways that don't really make sense because he's like he's just there because it's got Gamora in the title. This is just a Barragon movie, um, and then they they have plots to foil. Maragon, my favorite bits, and they make a giant mirror to reflect the rainbow back at Maragon. That's <laughs> good. Actually is, they do that in a later Godzilla movie, which is very similar to that, Yeah. Uh, where this thing's got its blast weapon. They're like, we made a little spaceship. It's a mirror. I'm like, love it. Um, yeah. And it should work.
1: That fight's not it, horribly handled, though. I mean, uh, no, enough not. that she could engage with it, which tells me it's successful. At least, for a kid.
0: It's, I just feel like there is a film that has a solution, and gets solved, and they're like, oh, but it can't work because Gamera is there, so we're going to yeah. make it fail, so then Gamera can come, they can have a little bad fight at the end, you're like, okay, fine. There's a bit where just, Gamera just bites him and drowns him for a while, and it's yeah. quite traumatic. Like, Gamera, you're not very nice.
1: She was very worried about that, by the way. She was screaming yeah, I, no, and, and that she doesn't like turtles anymore. So,
0: I mean, I'm not surprised, I don't think I do too. I mean, it's...
1: No, I mean... Gamera almost ruined his lot with me if it weren't for this next movie.
0: Okay. So I think... So Barragon is a bit of a standout in that he's goofy and ridiculous. So we, we, we kind of like him.
1: We both agree that it should be a Baragon movie and not a Gamera one, I think. I, I yeah, think, I think so. I think... Yeah.
0: I, that's the weird thing of these like first well, the second and third Gamera films, it's so much just being like, they're not really sure what it is. And they just like give up in the fourth one, sure. <laughs> which I really love. lot of people do not love the fourth one. I think it's terrific. I want we get them to that. give up.
1: yeah.
0: Um, well, because this is a stupid argument. And I'll make it again when we watch the fourth one. There's a bit when it becomes a clip show and I kind of love it because, as you said, the fights by themselves are kind of fun, but in the context, they hate them. So seeing them ripped from the context, I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. I enjoy that. So I like the film more when it's a clip show, which is quite damning, I think. I think um, so
1: too, yeah. But...
0: So we'll see what you think about the fourth one. It's ridiculous.
1: I think so. I may at least like Gaos more than you do. I think I I, think yeah. I may be its champion on this show.
0: Well, we'll have to mention Ben, of course, who our friend Ben uh, of Letterboxd fame is a huge fan of versus Gaos <laughs> and a huge camera fan in general.
1: Yeah, um, it makes sense that he would be, I think.
0: I just... This movie is Rodan, but not as good.
1: Okay, that's fair, but um, I'm... but Rodan isn't beloved by children, and Gamera is in this movie, and that matters. That's important. True, there is this this. Rodan is so less personality.
0: He does. You're right. I watched this before, and I found the kid really annoying. Um, and I watched <laughs> yes. it this time. And I found him more endearing because I, was, I, was, I, I knew it wasn't going to make any sense. And the bits where he's ridiculous, I kind of rolled with it. It was an amazing bit. I think I love about these kaiju films is they just like, everyone always knows the names of the monsters and you're like, what? And this <laughs> film actually deals with that in a wonderful way. But that like, chaos has just come out. They think it's gold and it turns out it's a giant pterodactyl. That's hilarious. Like a bat-winged pterodactyl. Love it. And this kid is just like at the head of some like UN diplomacy meeting for <laughs> no real reason apart from he saw it. And the guy's just like, the kid's just like, yeah, I saw chaos, And they're like, why are you calling him that? And he goes, I've named it. It's called chaos now. <laughs> and no further reason is given He's like, yeah It's, it's so good.
1: Name. That's
0: how they show all be like, named. Oh, but they would just roll with it. There's no like dialogue of being like, what's it called again? They launch into their official screen and then it's like, go with it, roll with it. And then off the back of nothing, one of them has drawn a concept drawing of what he thinks the skeleton of chaos <laughs> looks like based on the description by a child. <laughs>
1: Well, that's what happens in the original Gamera 2, right? Like, they do the, the child's <laughs> drawing of the turtles. I'm very fond of children illustrating the official scientific nature of these kaijus.
0: Can you remember what their presumption... Because they say this is a hypothesis. They make a hypothesis about um, Gaos because he's got these beams that fly out and cut through things, which starts kind of cool but gets kind of annoying Yeah. It because did. it's... Did you play Mercenaries 2?
1: Yeah, I think so. Is that the one where you, you blow everything 2? up?
0: Yeah, and, like... The first mercenaries are like, oh, this is really impressive. And then the second mercenaries like, why well, brings like breaking on pre destructed lines that's not very satisfying. Like, this film feels like to me being like, actually seeing him cut through things with lasers just feels like they just fall apart, have already done our way, as is opposed a, to like.
1: Is mercenaries too the one with the very fun theme song? Like, almost like a cannon yeah, fodder? The, oh, like, no,
0: <laughs> oh no, you didn't thing. Tucker tried to play me, but you never paid me. Never, oh no, you didn't. Payback is a-coming, you will be running forever. Oh no, you did Until I get my vengeance, I will never end this mayhem. Oh no, you did I'm a mercenary, you ain't got a prayer, you owe me. Oh no, you didn't. Yeah. Advert, I remember the ad, yeah, yes. Yeah. This is on Mercenaries 2 podcast, we talk about a not very good game, a while ago. I um, really like
1: Mercenaries 2. but. <laughs> Um, well, I get. like it more than I like uh, Geos. I don't think I'm on Ben's level of hyper-appreciation and fixation on the Gaos guy, because uh, for me, it's a pretty average kaiju movie uh, among the ones we've watched. I agree that's basically Rodan with a little more personality.
0: I don't like how he looks, scales very much. I like how he looks a bit later, but the design of him, just it, it just looks so cheap, and it can barely move. It and looks very fight, puppety, right? Like the really neck coming super. out
1: of... Out of like mm. a puppet it looks like he's barely attached um ezra and i went by the way after we uh watched that and we went in to the zoo and did a dinosaur exhibit and she looked at all the dinosaurs there and uh, she's really smitten with those big designs but i look closely at them and they look well constructed now of course we have a lot of technology what dinosaurs could look like but i, I just want a, a kaiju movie to at least give me an impression either look like a toy like a functional yeah. toy or to look like an animalistic creature of some kind.
0: Mm, I think that's a really good point, actually. Um, just for me, guess is, I don't know, hes he becomes more interesting later because he becomes like a recurring kind of like fodder enemy. And like, there's that really interesting... Um, Gamera teaser trailer they made for a comic-con at some point, and it's got, like, flocks of characters <laughs> in it, you're like, oh, cool, they're recognisable. So, like, yeah. he is, he's got that kind of, like, Overwatch um, or Team Fortress thing going, where it's, like, if you see a silhouette of this thing, you recognise it. I think mean, that's really important for kaijus, the idea of being like, ah, that's that one. Have yeah. we even
1: said he's, like, a pterodactyl kind of? Um...
0: Yeah, he's, he's hes a pterodactyl kind of, like, it's a Muppet version of a pterodactyl. Like, a, okay. uh, he's a Sesame Street pterodactyl, I think you <laughs> Yeah. Um, to quote my friend Diego, my issue with this movie is, this Gamera movie spends more time on Geos' toes than it does on Gamera.
1: It, it does spend a lot of time on the toes, but I was very fascinated <laughs> when it took a whole break to explain the toes and how they move. I moved. was not!
0: <laughs> you were not I'm as not interested? Like that, but, no! They spent like 20 minutes then like, I was don't toes anymore. And they're like, these toes... And they, this is why I hate Gamera sometimes. They're just making stuff up on, on the spot. They're like, ah, oh, these toes mean blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what I any of that I mean? Any of this? They what are you talking about? A
1: significant amount of their runtime on his toes. <laughs> I, I don't then know why. Grow back. Yeah, but that was cool. I mean, that that's interesting about him that it, he regenerates. I think that's important to establish with his toes. So.
0: And the kid, <laughs> the kid decides that he can't put up with the sun because he's only seen him at night. And yeah. everyone else, the adults, are like, yeah, bring it. So they just set up loads of lights outside. And then they realise the sun hurts him. I mean, <laughs> we haven't looked at the great bit, which is... I mean, Calvin, please tell them. Tell the people. What is the plot that the humans come up with to destroy the pterodactyl monster, Gales? How do we destroy pterodactyl monster, Gales? I,
1: I I, don't know. I, How do we?
0: They put him on a machine that spins him.
1: <laughs> is that an actual solution, you think? Is that reasonable within this story, at least the cartoonish.
0: That's f- the one bit when I'm just like, this... That that bit I'm like, this is like the later movies and I love it. The spinning yeah. of the the spinning of the monster, which is ultimately oh, really fruitless, because they think he's got two necks in one neck. But the toe
1: was too much for you? The spinning of this monster to kill him is, is sufficient, but but exploring the regenerative yeah. nature of uh Gamera's toe is too much. Is that...
0: See if it was Gamera's toes, I'll be into it, but this Gayos oh, Toes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gayos toes.
0: Though yeah. actually going back to your gamma for the children bit, there is one bit in this film which I think is surprisingly beautiful. Uh, which really struck me. There's a bit where Gamera sinks to the bottom of the sea and he's laying there. And it's actually quite nicely framed. And it does this beautiful fade to the kid laying down in the same pose. And that lovely little thing of like Gamera to the kid is genuinely really lovely and really sweet. to sweet. The crux of what these films should be going forwards. But just aren't.
1: I like the kid... Getting caved in because like you say, he is annoying, but he's also sweet. I think he does grow on mm-hmm. you. Um I like him getting caved in and being endangered and what it means for uh Gamera to to reflect him again. That's nice.
0: I I kind of like the gesturing because they've got this whole idea, it's like Hitchhikers Guide to the galaxy stuff of there's this town that's existing and they wanna the powers that we want to pay through it to make some kind of like developmental progress in quotes thing and they're like no this is actually quite nice scene but they're just discussing like the finances around it where they're just like we could just sell all our land and get the money that way and like you're like man like, but then you'll just be houseless so that bit's really kind of interesting yeah and then it just forgets all of that completely i'm like this is there's something very interesting there's a, a video that a friend sent me about um shin godzilla about the differences and why that doesn't work for them, about how what it means for a kaiju to attack the people as opposed to attack a city, um, and the better kaiju films of them understand that the the people are the city, and the city only matters because the people matter. And this gets close to that for me of the idea of like the selling of land and land being of value and land provide for people. I feel you need to establish that in the kaiju film because then it matters when you see land being destroyed. Which is why it's hilarious in later Gamera films and some Godzilla's, where they keep explaining this is a depopulated area. This is depopulated. So they can just smash whatever they want. They get what you care when there are people there. Right. So but that happens later when they just have this fight in this depopulated zone. I love it so much. Um, That's nice. But we're not there yet.
1: Uh, I, yeah, I'm pretty indifferent overall to both of these movies as like a as a kaiju thing. I think uh, the ness yeah. of both of them not not amazing the human story of uh, Gaius a little better but not amazing yeah
0: like Gaius is a, a bit more streamlined it doesn't like throw in a bunch of like ancillary nonsense it, it's a better movie than bad. baragon
1: I, I don't think Gaius is a bad movie i don't think he's a terrible creature besides his design i think he's a good idea not conceived yeah. very well in this movie but but still amusing to me
0: yeah i, I have no issues with it i guess yeah. um and it, I definitely do prefer it to Barragon on the second viewing. Barragon is just—it's just crap. Um, and there is there is some further crap to come for these <laughs> um, Gamera movies, but we've got some good stuff before then. Well, um I think that
1: establishes uh, how we would rate specifically these two movies. But um, we have other ratings. We've ranked other monsters. Uh, this is yeah, a second I, podcast I've recorded today, so maybe we'll keep it a little shorter. Um, yeah, I'm
0: gonna get. I'm gonna get the list up. I have it up um, here.
1: Uh, how about I'll read it the first time you read it uh, the second time once we've made additions it.
0: Does that work for you? That works for me.
1: Number one, we have Godzilla 1954. Two, The X from Outer Space from 1967. Three, The what Host, 2006. <laughs> Is it a great movie? It's a, it's a good kaiju movie. The Host, 2006. I... Four, yeah. Gamera the Giant Monster, 1965. Five, Polgasari. 1985 that was a lot of fun with Vaughn i hope people listen to that um, it's not
0: s- yeah go listen to that Pogasar episode it's really really good
1: please uh, at 6 pacific rim 2013 7 rodan 1956 8 cloverfield 2008 9 godzilla raids again at 1955 10 the mysterians uh 1957 mysterians I think I've changed my pronunciation a few times. Eleven.
0: It's, that's a podcast <laughs> tradition at this point, right? Really. <laughs> uh is.
1: Eleven. Codzi- Cazilla? Cod- Cazilla, Godzilla.
0: Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. Italian Godzilla.
1: Italian Godzilla. Not really a
0: movie. 1990- Nineteen
1: seventy-seven, though, the best movie year as you've established. Um, Ever. Yeah. Uh, mostly because of Italian Godzilla, right?
0: Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you can talk <laughs> about a razor head as much as you want, but no, it's really because of Italian Godzilla.
1: Number 12, Varan's 1958.
0: Uh, a movie 13. so bad, it's below a movie that's not a real movie.
1: <laughs> 13, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, not a real movie. And Which again, not a real movie. Yeah, two so that aren't real Baron movies. Varan should feel that's bad. Just that bad. Yeah, Varan should really take a look in the mirror after all this. Like, Co-
0: Godzilla is an art installation <laughs> more than it is a film. <laughs> and it's still better than Varan on a kaiju scale. I will oh, be watching geez. Tazel
1: eventually, so I have so I have context for our whole list. But... Genuinely
0: hard to watch, genuinely.
1: But we've both seen everything else in our list, and I think yeah. we know basically where we're going here, which is that neither of these are as good as Pacific Rim.
0: Yeah, I I like that we've got that as like the the <laughs> the lint in the middle. Um, obviously Rodan is better than these movies, um, mm. because the one that is better wants to be Rodan. So yes. they are think... not going there. I think
1: Cloverfield might have more striking images than either of these movies combined. Um, is oh, that right? Is that is that true? Is Cloverfield let's get, more? Let's
0: get the bad one done first, because okay. I think yeah. the Gale spit gets to a, a conversation, yeah, I yeah. think. I think Barugan it's less is... of
1: a conversation because we both agree on the first one, other than my connection yeah. with my daughter, which might actually place this higher than you think it will be.
0: And because I have no connection with your daughter, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah,
1: you don't you don't care but yeah. um
0: her happiness means nothing to me um,
1: <laughs> but my happiness might uh eventually true. Uh, so,
0: if, ooh, ooh, ooh.
1: if you want to keep making this list and we want to uh uh okay, pay true. favors Fine. like putting the extra matter space at number two uh, which is the I mean, biggest that's favor. there officially forever that's the biggest favor i've ever done for anyone so um
0: yeah probably that was wild thinking back okay.
1: <laughs> that was a big move um Especially last night when I went and made a list myself of what my ratings would be, and I realized where that would be. <laughs> I, I kind of had to scratch my head. But I realized we're ranking the kaijus here. So, exactly. Uh, ranking the kaijus of uh, Barrow Gun. Where, where does that put it? Because there's not much Gamera that's bad.
0: Yeah. I Here's my thing. When I see a soccer Castle in this movie, <laughs> I want to see it get crushed. If and it doesn't, a that's a, a failure. soccer Castle gets crushed and it looks brilliant and for me that puts godzilla raids again above barugon
1: i didn't have any um experience with my daughter or anyone that i could even think about with godzilla raids again
0: oh, my cat loved it there you go fine there you go you know what i forgot no. to mention it at the time cat really connected with it
1: what if it made someone a kaiju fan what if it birthed a uh, next generation of a, a kid that's going to love uh, the monsters.
0: That is a good argument, but any film could have done that. It just any... happens this was the first one.
1: Well, I don't know if anyone could, because it's the rainbow thing that got her. Okay. Because she is a rainbow person. I mean, she associates everything with colors and rainbows and Barogon would have been the only monster that could have emotionally connected with her. So, okay. so I think it is important. I do want to put it above Raids Again and below Cloverfield.
0: Okay, all right, yeah, I think that's fine. I think it's, okay got, that? it's got more personality than, than Raids Again. It's less cynical than Raids Again. Yeah. Um, and in its weirdness, um, I kind of appreciate that it's a utter mess, whereas Godzilla Raids Again is a crap sequel to one of my favourite movies of all time. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. It
1: yeah, okay. Uh, I, but it is racist, so not above Cloverfield, yeah. right? I mean...
0: Yeah, Cloverfield, as far, we would have to go over it again. But as far as we know, not hugely racist
1: yeah <laughs> it doesn't fundamentally seem racist it's not again we're not the best
0: islands. perspective for this so <laughs> who knows we could have missed a lot however we're gonna to say to our unlearned eye not hugely racist
1: i still like the connection to japan and cloverfield too the guy the guy associating with japan and how what that means for kaijus invading new yeah. york what it means to bring those I- to america that's
0: good yeah and I go back to the bridge scene being brilliant and I go back to the Statue of Liberty Statue head of scene Liberty. being brilliant and a couple of scenes of just Clover gripping onto buildings looking awesome.
1: So, okay, we could place that officially, I think. I think a Baragon yep. goes between uh, Cloverfield and Godzilla Raids again. I think yeah. I think we might also, uh, well, we have to look at Seven, we have Rodan up there and I don't think either of us think that um, Gaius deserves more than Rodan does.
0: <laughs> No, Gyarados is not as good as Rodan.
1: Gyarados, yeah. Of course. Uh, ranking the Pokemon.
0: Do you want to put it above Cloverfield?
1: No, I mean, not specifically. Is that... As I started talking about like the Japanese influence of what it means coming to America, yeah. I feel like there's a theme and there's an idea in Cloverfield and it's shot differently. It has a new yeah. idea that's not really featured in any of these on our list. Whereas uh, Gaius has an idea that's featured in at least you know yeah. at least ten of them on our list currently. Done better. The only in some thing of
0: them. I would add is the original title of the film is Giant Monster Dogfight.
1: What's a uh, jump it up five rankings?
0: Which is a really good name. For <laughs> <Yeah. that
1: movie. laughs> I, I actually let's uh, put it up there above the original Gamera. <laughs> um, no,
0: actually, there isn't really any giant monster dog fighting. So there isn't. No. Therefore, bad.
1: The fighting itself just not that interesting either. So. No. No. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, are we putting them in the kind of same place? Or do well,
0: they this is because of- I. I'm reticent to do so, but only realise that that's because there are a few films on the list. Like there is a gulf between these two films, but it's not huge. So I think them being proximal, because I think like they are of a piece, they they feel very similar to me, like that I'd get them mixed up if I'd rewatch them. Um they are those intermediate ones I don't really like very much. But, and we get stuff shoved in the middle.
1: Yeah, we will get things that go between them eventually. Yeah. So, I mean yeah. just but because for now there's... I
0: think they're proximal.
1: I think because there's a quality gap between Godzilla Rage again and Cloverfield before we rank these two. Now it kind of fills yeah. in that gap nicely.
0: Yeah. Would I would agree. Yeah. Okay.
1: So we'll we'll put a, a Gaios right below Cloverfield and then Yeah. You want to read a, our our current final list?
0: Yeah. So, you know what? I'm going to do it the cool way now because that means we have a top 10. So I'm going to end it with our official Kaiju top 10. Okay. So in at number 10, it's a hot new record. It's Gamera versus Barugon, not Baragon, Barugon. Um, and that means we have, wait, did I get it wrong already? No, I didn't. No, yeah. you're not. Number you're nine, we have Gamera versus Geos, a better movie. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens in the future. That leaves the very interesting Cloverfield um, next. Then that gets us up to Rodan. Then we have Pacific Rim. And now our official Kaiju top five, which is actually a really strong top five. It's really um, good. But, I maybe like one, all five. but maybe one movie.
1: <laughs> well, one, one isn't a good movie, but it's also at the top. So,
0: uh, um, so yeah, uh, number five, Plovisari, which I feel really warmly towards, um, is a really cool film i feel um, like even four.
1: more warmly than i did before mm. i i already felt like i should bump it to a seven as like i did with the gamma one but we'll see how yeah. time treats that
0: i think at some point we should have like a like a, a shorter episode where we just like reflect with time on some of these <laughs> and go like you know what maybe so but we'll that will hold that off for a bit yeah um, so yeah podcast number five gamma the giant monster at number four better Gammas to come What a gift. Number three is Bong Joon-ho's The Host. Number two is the goddamn X from Outer Space. A hell of a movie. And number one is Godzilla. it!
1: I I also call it the goddamn X from Outer Space, but for different reasons.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The intonation is really what matters there, isn't it?
1: And I I guess I won't reveal my personal list on the show, but I should send it to you for the the interest of of the next ranking. I think it's interesting.
0: Mm. I wonder if
1: that's interesting.
0: I, I don't know. Would it bias me?
1: It might. That might be a bad idea for us to share personally where we're at. Yeah, now. I mean, you could
0: just look at my Godzilla and Gamera rankings, which are out there. Um, but
1: Yeah, mine will eventually be public, too, so we'll yeah. just wait on when we have a lot of them, and that's worth doing.
0: We'll wait. Um, so yeah, that, that'll do it this time, then. Two Gameras done, and I'm going to say um, better Gameras in the future, which we'll get to in the future, and interesting Godzillas to come. Um... And we will see you uh, next time. Again, I apologize for the delay in this episode. I apologize for the different recording quality. We're on temporary (laughs) equipment um, for a variety of reasons and the delay was because of summer holiday slash injury slash familiar reasons. These things happen. We apologize. We'll try to keep the schedule, but um, at least it wasn't a full four-week break so there you go um, as always you can follow what we do on uh, thetwingeeks.com the definite article is important because we're definitely there um, you can check all our coverage of fantasia which is just wrapping up so fantasia festival genre film festival in canada um some really cool stuff up there you'll hear about that soon on Twin Geeks cast another one of our podcasts um starring Calvin. Starring, there you go. Starring course, now, David. that's good. Yeah, wonderful thing. You know, starring it's Calvin with
1: David. Is
0: that how it is? Yeah. Oh, ooh. I think <laughs> is it an and? Is it a with? Is it a but? Maybe it's a but.
1: But David. Calvin. Starring Calvin, but, but David. David.
0: <laughs> it's like it's got Calvin but David. Yeah. It's it's I think it's that towering Inferno thing where like one of your names is at the left but on the bottom, and one of your names is at the right but at the top. Yeah. So you've both kind of got the best billing because you know two big names the yeah. twin geeks themselves um so yeah um, retrospectives um reviews and documentary discourse <laughs> on that podcast um our cool kids that play video games when they feel like it they put an episode up because that's how they roll on the daydream cast dd cast um great stuff catch it when it exists um We're covering
1: festivals uh, we have two that that we've been covering mm. that's exciting so yeah so if,
0: so Fantasia's been covered. A few more things to come up um, as a release. I think it's the capsule reviews left. Um, and then um, we are taking Japan, which makes sense for us Kaiju fans. So myself, yourself, and Pavlos are heading virtually to the Japan Tutsk Festival. So that is the latest and greatest in contemporary Japanese cinema with a few retrospectives in there as well. Um, you've seen a few cool things already. I see some cool things already.
1: Somehow um, you found kaiju movies in both festivals, which I didn't think yeah, was possible, but congrats.
0: Yeah, and they were good as well. So, yeah, yeah. read read the review of the kaiju film, um, which I mentioned last time. It's going to the title The 12 Day Tale of the Monster That Died in Eight. Pretty sure that's what yeah. it's called. Um, and yeah, Takashi Miike's new kaiju film. Uh, there'll be a review of that up soon. Very exciting. The excited. Great Yokai War Guardians. Starring a kaiju from a previous film franchise, who we've not got to yet, and we will get to. I've not actually seen yet, So I'm very excited to watch those at some okay. point. Um, but yeah, is there anything else we have not mentioned?
1: No, um, we have reviews. We have a review from Vaughn. We have uh, other reviews coming just outside the festival. Uh, some from other things. So, so just check the site. We have we have a lot coming.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot to see on the TwinGeeks.com. Not just podcasts, not just reviews, all kinds of fun things. But you know what? Until then, until next time, the things you have to do in this order precisely read good books, say kind words, do good deeds, be a good person.